If you're a parent, teacher, or school leader, and you're sick and tired of the frustration, anger, and unfair treatment of children at high risk in our public schools, then perhaps it's time for all of us to do something about it. In this podcast, Dr. Amitra Berry brings you tips, tools, strategies, and tactics to build successful solutions while touching, moving, and inspiring all of us to transform our schools so that every child thrives. Here's your host, Dr. Berry. Welcome back, Equity Warriors. Thanks for tuning in to another episode focused on the intersection of education and politics here on the 3E podcast. One of my favorite female artists is India Ari. She sang a song called I Am Not My Hair. In it, she says, I am not my hair. I am not this skin. I am not your expectations. I am a soul that lives within. And I use that today because I want to talk to you about the Crown Act. Now, the Crown Act sits, yes, at the intersection of education and politics, but also race and the law. And it really touches on the lived experiences of black children in our schools. And I'm going to keep, well, the, the Crown Act does, does address workplace discrimination as well. I want to stick to my lane, and that is our K-12 education system. The Crown Act is a law. And it forbids discrimination based on hair texture and hair style. CROWN is an acronym. You know, why the CROWN Act? Create a respectful and open workplace for natural hair. But it applies as well to our schools. This is about hair discrimination, folks. And hair discrimination impacts black people. Our locks, our braids, our twists, bantu knots, afros, and just natural hair. It doesn't make sense. But these things, our hair, has been punished by discriminatory workplace and school dress codes, grooming policies. In my own lived experience, I I say now I refer to my prior hair state as having had corporate hair because I was not working in a company where it was acceptable to have locks, not in a position where my natural hair was acceptable. And so I used to, and if you look around long enough, you'll probably find pictures of me with corporate hair, straight hair, chemically processed hair, chemical processes that we now know cause cancer. In any event, America has had, has legislated against black hair, black people's hair, since its beginning. Enslaved women were forced to cover their hair because they were, it was seen as unsightly, unattractive, woolly, which was a bad thing. As early as 1786, there were laws, and in Louisiana, they had the Tignon laws, which required black women enslaved or free, to cover their heads so that white people did not have to look at the texture of their hair. Right now, there are 22 states 
that have passed a version of the Crown Act. California was the first to pass it back in 2019. Since then, there are 49 local governments as well, mostly in states that don't have a state law. And there is a list of the states that do have state law down in the notes. So if you're curious as to whether or not you live in one of those 22 states that has passed the Crown Act, you'll have that question answered. In 2022, last year, the House of Representatives passed national legislation. Believe it or not, the House passed bipartisan legislation, but then it failed in the Senate. Now, one of those states, believe it or not, one of the states that actually passed a Crown Act, are you ready? Texas. Yep, congratulations, Texas, for passing that law. However, getting that into school district policy is a whole other story. The ACLU and some other partners here in Texas Texas did some surveying, and they found that more than 20% of the 1,200 school districts, there's actually 1,203 school districts in the state of Texas. So 20% of them, over 240 school districts, have rules that prohibit or restrict hair texture or hairstyles that are commonly associated or historically associated with race. And we're not talking about white people as a race. We're talking about black hair. They restrict hair texture, the way your hair grows out of your head in its natural state is restricted in more than 20% of school districts in this state. The other 80% or another 80%, almost 80%, have rules that use subjective hair standards and those subjective standards risk being disproportionately enforced against, who else, students of color and our LGBTQIA plus students. But let's make this personal. Right now, there's a young man here in Texas. His name is Daryl George. He's a junior at Barbers Hill High School in Barbers Hill Independent School District. Remember that, Barbers Hill Independent School District. Now, Daryl has been suspended for multiple weeks. Ultimately, now he has been expelled, but first suspended for more than three weeks, sitting in a room by himself, watching class on a monitor. Now expelled, sent to a disciplinary alternative education program because his locks, his hair, violates the dress and grooming code. I cannot make this up, people. If you search Daryl George and Barbers Hill High School, you're going to find the story. But I want to read to you the section from Barbers Hill ISD's dress code. This is a direct quote from their dress code. Male students' hair must not extend below the top of a t-shirt collar or be gathered or worn in a style that would allow the hair to extend below the top of a t-shirt collar, below the eyebrows, or below the earlobes when let down. So you can have locks, but not with any cultural connection, because we don't grow locks to chop them off. So even though Daryl's hair, and there are pictures of Daryl and how he wears his hair, show it up. He always wears it up. He was suspended from class because should he let his hair down, it would extend below the top of a t-shirt collar, below his eyebrows, or below his earlobes. 
And this is not the first time that Barbers Hill ISD, um, well, the parents are suing. Let me tell you that. The parents have filed suit, and this is not the first suit that's been filed against Barbers Hill ISD for grooming policies that amount to racial discrimination. In 2020, a young man named DeAndre Arnold was told that if he did not cut his locks, he would not be allowed to participate in graduation. Cut your hair or no graduation ceremony. So his parents did file suit that fed a federal lawsuit for a violation of his First Amendment rights. That suit is still ongoing. Daryl chose to transfer school districts rather than to cut his hair. He shouldn't have had to do that. But Barbers Hill ISD still has not learned a lesson. In fact, since, since the first DeAndre suit, they really have dug in their hills and they've ramped up enforcement discrimination, let's call it what it is, against children because of the way that God created their hair. And that is why we now have this young man, Daryl George, at an alternative high school because of the way his hair is grown. So just so you know, let me give you a few numbers here and names. We always say, say that name. The superintendent of Barbers Hill ISD is a man by the name of Dr. Greg Poole. And Dr. Poole has been the superintendent there since 2006. That's a very long tenure for a superintendent, uncommonly long tenure for a superintendent. In 2022, Dr. Poole's salary, salary, not salary plus benefits, not whole package, just his salary was $446,062 per year. That's public information, folks. You can search Dr. Greg Poole, salary, Barbers Hill. You're going to find that number. Now, the national average salary for a superintendent in the United States is $80,000. That's the national average. The median, the midpoint in Texas $143,969. This man's making $446. And our children, black children, specifically two now lawsuits by black boys, are being suspended, expelled, kept from graduating because of their hair. I'm trying not to cuss. Our locks are deeply connected to our culture, to our history. Our hair is an expression of our identity, of our creation as human beings and children of God. Imagine, just imagine for a minute, if there were school districts that were led by superintendents and boards of education of color, and there are, but just imagine if they decided to create dress codes that said that students could not wear their hair straight. I mean, come on. Folks, I need you to check your school district's dress codes and check them carefully. Discrimination is sometimes very subtle. I did do a whole episode on dress codes. You can go back and listen to that if you want a little bit more deeper dive, but check those dress codes. And if you find something that you think is questionable, go to that next school board meeting and call it out. Ask questions. They cannot answer them in session, but you get your questions on the board and there's always press that's covering school boards. Ask those hard questions. 
If you want more support, contact a local NAACP chapter, an ACLU chapter, or the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League. All three of those organizations are national, and all three of those organizations are working to support the Crown Act. Write a letter to your state senator, the person who is supposed to represent you in Washington, D.C., and ask them to bring to the floor and pass a national Crown Act. This shouldn't be a state-by-state -state thing. We need a national Crown Act passed, and I am absolutely certain that if the Senate passes that Crown Act, that, that President Biden will sign it. Advocate on this through social media. Follow me across my channels. Share this episode with a parent. If you're not a parent, or even if you are a parent, share it with another parent. Share it with another educator so that they understand what it means for the children who sit in their classrooms to wear their hair in its natural state. Continue to join me every week. Connect with me on social using the links down in the know. Links down in the notes. Send me your questions, topics, and requests to info at askdrberry.com. Of course, I will answer those questions and bring you experts to help address your topics. Don't worry about the things you cannot change, but folks, this is one we can change this thing that we can no longer accept. And I'll see you next time. That's it for today's episode of the 3E Podcast. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in a grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value private VIP day with Dr. Barry herself. Be sure to head over to 3epodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Dr. Barry's gift. Then join us on the next episode.